0: Hi, so today's podcast, I'll be covering off some of the things that have come up in check-ins this week. So starting off with the Easter holidays. So I know it's tricky when the kids are off school, you're out of routine, but this is when it's even more important to have some form of routine. Yeah, you might not be able to have your usual routine because you know, you've got the kids up at school but you can still have some routine. So you can still get up at the same time every morning. Don't press snooze on your alarm because you already have a routine when the kids are at school. So stick to that as much as you can. So still wake up at the same time because you still have that time, if they're still sleeping, to get on with some extra things. So you can still maybe do a home workout and if you have childcare you could get to the gym maybe a little bit earlier than usual and it's about having a little bit of structure because it can always go a bit tits up when you know you have your holidays like even over christmas things like that where there seems to be very little structure but adding a little bit of structure will really really help you so if for example you're struggling with getting your steps in well, can you break them up into manageable chunks? So could you perhaps go for a walk in the morning and then maybe a lunchtime stroll, maybe one in the evening? Just breaking them up makes it less overwhelming. And then if you're really, really struggling still with hitting your step target, then reduce it slightly. So don't worry. If you, if you can't hit your target, don't worry. Don't think that, right, well, if I can't hit it, Then I might as well not bother because you do not want to have that all-or-nothing mentality because something is better than nothing. So do have some structure. Get to get up at the same time. Try and do something in the morning. Write down some actions, things that you are committing to doing for yourself today, and stick to them because the more you do this, the more trust you put in yourself. The more trust that you have in yourself the better you'll feel because you will be ticking off these targets even when it's tough. And you will then know that even on those hard days, you can still do this. So give yourself smaller targets and prioritise them. Okay, what can you realistically do today? What can you realistically achieve this week? If you were to show up for yourself today, tomorrow, the next day, the next day, And you keep on doing that. Where will you be in 6, 12, 16 weeks' time? And if in three months' time you look back at what you did now, then you will be so grateful that you did. So think about where you want to be in the next three months' time. Visualise it. And then start taking the necessary actions you need to take in order to get there. So opt for the delayed gratification. So for example, if you feel like pressing snooze on your alarm and not getting a workout in, well, that you get that instant gratification of you get to have a lie-in. But that delayed gratification is you're getting up, you're getting your workout in, and then in a month's time, you'll start seeing the benefits of these actions. And question your... Question yourself, is it really the children that are holding you back from getting your steps in or getting a workout in, or is it you? Are you standing in your own way? So if, for example, you're on holiday, you've actually got more time. So you've got more time to get those steps in, to work on planning your meals that little bit better, adding in more fruit and veg, cooking more homemade meals. If you have more time, then do more with that time. Don't waste that time because you are working towards your own individual goals and you know exactly what you need to do in order to get there, but you need to do the work. The work won't just happen by itself. So question yourself, are you getting in your own way? And if you are, well, That is something that we need to change. So, hold yourself accountable. You know what you can and can't realistically achieve. So, if it's just a case of you just can't be bothered, you just feel like vegging out on the sofa, well, you can do that and have that instant gratification, but that's not going to get you any closer to where you want to be. So, you have to put the time and the effort and you need to be consistent with it. So even if you can't hit all your targets for today, well, what can you achieve? What can you realistically achieve today? So stop worrying about needing to hit every single one of your targets. It doesn't matter. As long as you're doing most of them, the majority of the time, you will be just fine. I also wanted to talk about this fear of not tracking, you will not suddenly lose control because you're not tracking calories, so you know there was a point in time where there weren't calorie counters and smart watches to track your steps, and people still lost weight in the past, so you can still lose weight if you're not tracking calories. I know some of you feel like you you just feel like you're more in control because you're tracking. But it isn't the be-all and end-all. Just if you have a a day where you then don't track, don't then give you, give yourself permission to just mindlessly eat because you're not tracking. You're kind of giving yourself permission, right? I'm you know I'm not tracking calories today. It means I won't have control. I'll end up eating over my calories, and you know I'll have to just start again on Monday. You can have control even when you're not tracking. You just don't think you do, so you know you have control in other aspects of your life. you still get up for work, you know you might have children and take them to school. You know there are things that you have to do on a day to day basis. You pay your mortgage each month, you budget for your bills, so you have control over all those aspects of your life and you are not out of control when it comes to food. You just think you're out of control. Let's shift that mindset. And the thing is, if you start telling yourself, right, if I don't track, then I'll lose control, then you will, because it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you say you can or you say you can't, either way, you're right. So take back control. Try and move away from relying on log in your meals in Nutricheck or MFP, you are still going to do just fine by not tracking. Start listening to your own body. So think about your hunger levels. Like, are you ravenous? Are you sort of in the middle where, you know, maybe you don't need food? And start really thinking about what you're eating the flavors the textures and actually enjoy your food so take your time chew slowly and have a bit more focus on your meal so don't have distractions don't sit in front of the telly and eat your dinner because you won't really register when you're full so before you go up for second helpings check in with yourself and This is the same if you're not um, tracking your calories. You want to be more mindful of the foods that you're eating. And don't give yourself permission to overeat because you're not tracking. And weekends especially, I know a a lot of you struggle over the weekends, but over restricting during the week will lead to you feeling like you're out of control over the weekends. Because if you're banning certain foods during the week, you're kind of like putting them up on a pedestal. You're you're telling yourself you're not allowed them until Friday or Saturday night. Give yourself those foods during the week. You will not eat a whole packet of biscuits. You can stop at one. You just have to tell yourself that yes, you can stop at one. I am the sort of person who can take one biscuit from the jar and have it with my cup of tea and then get on with the rest of my day. I am the sort of person who doesn't need to eat the whole bar of chocolate. I can save half and have it for later. It really is down to who you want to be. What sort of a person do you want to be? And another thing I wanted to talk about was snacking, particularly before dinner. So if you find that you're snacking a lot before dinner, you're just picking, you're grazing, it means you need to have a meal you need to push your dinner back dinner forwards not push it further back because all that's going to happen is you'll have more and more snacks and then you'll have your dinner and you'll you will have had added so many additional calories that your body just doesn't need so move your dinner earlier and if that means having to cook two separate meals one for the family one for yourself then plan ahead. What can you do that's really quick and easy for yourself? Just have a little think during the day. And also meal prep, if you can, like if you have some time over the weekends, it's such a great way to batch cook a few easy meals and whack them in the freezer, because that way you've got something quick, easy and nutritious sitting right there in your freezer and you don't really need to do much other than reheat it. Another thing that came up was, is skipping meals a bad thing? And especially if you're not hungry, should you be sticking to the traditional meal times like breakfast, lunch and dinner? So if you're not a breakfast eater, I would not introduce breakfast because there's absolutely no point. If you don't eat breakfast, you're not hungry at that time, don't introduce calories into your day that you don't need. So, you know, breakfast is not the most important meal of the day for some it is. It really does depend. This is why what works for you may not work for somebody else. This is why coaching on an individual basis is so important because your needs are different to somebody else's. So, this is why we some of you will work very differently and that's because it's centred around you and and your preferences and the way you have your, the way you live your lifestyle. So it really is an individual thing. So back back to skipping meals. Yeah, it's fine to skip meals if you're genuinely not hungry, but if you're skipping meals because you're trying to claw back calories or you're going out for dinner tonight and you think skipping breakfast Is the best thing to do because you're going to go over calories tonight that's when skipping meals isn't a good idea because one you'll feel hungry all day you'll be preoccupied with food it's all you're going to think about and that's not what you want to do so if for example you are going for a meal tonight and you know that it's going to be higher in calories and it will take you over then what you could do is perhaps during the day still stick to your same meals. So if you do have a breakfast and lunch then make sure you stick to those and perhaps decrease the amount of carbs that you've got in your meal and increase the protein which will keep you fuller for longer and also add some fats in there as well because they they just make you feel more satisfied. So don't worry about going over calories because if you do go over calories it's not something that you do regularly for example you don't eat out every single night of the week and if you did we would work on that we could then perhaps come up with ways that you could still eat out every single night and still lose weight but I know most of you don't eat out every single night of the week so it's fine to go over calories on one night one day it's you know you have to see the bigger picture so Yes, yeah, skip meals if you are genuinely not hungry, but do not skip meals if you are hungry. Listen to your hunger levels and listen to what your body needs. So if it needs food, then give it food. If you're not hungry, then don't introduce extra calories that you don't need. And I'm just going to cover off intermittent fasting. Um, this has come up previously as well. And all intermittent fasting is is shortening your eating window. And we all do this every single night of the week, uh, unless you're a night shift worker. But when you go to bed, you don't eat until your next meal. And that could be breakfast or lunch. And that's all it is. And some people may do intermittent fasting and perhaps only have two main meals a day, plus some snacks. And that's absolutely fine. If it works for you, then great. And the one good thing about, you know, only having, say, two main meals a day is you can increase the food volume and the amount of calories per meal. So if, for example, you're on 2,000 calories, you could, in fact, sort of have maybe a 700 calorie lunch and the same with dinner, and then you've got a few extra calories for your snacks. It works for some, but it, won't work for every, it this won't work for everybody. So if you're somebody who likes to have regular meals throughout the day, maybe smaller meals and maybe five or six meals, it might not be the best option for you. So you really have to think about what works for you. And you, the last thing you want to do is tell yourself, right, I'm only having two main meals a day now. I'm doing intermittent fasting and really hating it because you won't stick with it. You have to find a method that actually works for you. And for some people, there might be a need to intermittent fast. So I've got clients that are currently doing Ramadan, so they can't eat after sunrise and before sunset. So their eating window is very, very small. They do this on a yearly basis, so this is something that they are used to doing. And it is about allowing yourself to sit with hunger. Um, People that are doing Ramadan also know that this isn't the way that they will eat forever. So this is something that they're doing for a very short period of time, and there is a cut-off point. So again, it's about sustainability Of course, use intermittent fasting if you can sustain it. If you are unable to keep up with long periods of not eating, then it just won't work for you. Again, not one size fits all. And that's it for me today. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. And if you have any questions, just shoot me a message.